Monday to all you Husky fans. Welcome back into another edition of the Huskies and the Pros podcast. As always, Brian Dostler is here for you reporting all the good news, bad news in between with our Huskies in the Pros. Thanks for listening. I was re- I'm recording this Sunday night as usual, releasing this here on Monday, December 11th. This is show number 16. As for today's show, Adamas Nogo, he continues to dominate the G League. His most recent game against the Motor City Crews literally wrapped up about five minutes ago, and he got his fourth straight double, excuse me, his third straight double double. So we'll talk about that. Tyrese Murray made his debut with the Iowa Wolves. Unfortunately, we have a disappointing update on Book Night in Charlotte. But we're going to start with Jordan Hawkins, which uh, perhaps a bit of a shock to. To basketball fans, not only UConn fans, but to Pelicans fans. I know I I was going a little bit back and forth with with Rel Myers, who was on the podcast before the season started. Huge Pelican Pelicans fan, uh, works for Pelicans lead. Great guest. Check out that episode again. That was before the season started. But um, Pelicans fans are confused as to why Hawkins has not been playing much the last two games. So the short answer is that they got healthy. And on last week's podcast, I mentioned that I wouldn't be surprised if I saw his minutes go down because everyone was a lot of a lot of players. There's still Larry Nance and Matt Ryan that are injured for the Pelicans, but a lot of guys are healthy and back for for New Orleans, and that might cut into Hawkins's playing time. I didn't think that was going to go from 28 minutes a game to zero minutes. This past Monday, that's when the shock first started. He did not play one second in a quarterfinal game against the Kings. It was a close game in Sacramento, and he didn't play a healthy a healthy scratch. And then on Friday in the in-season tournament semifinal game, he didn't get in until the fourth quarter against the Lakers when the Pelicans were down by 40. So if this were a close game, he wasn't getting in. And... Um, it's this. It feels like this Pelicans team is still tinkering. Willie Green, the head coach, they're they're, they're still tinkering with their roster. As I mentioned, they're getting healthy, so new rotations, guys need minutes, and obviously, you know, it's Valanciunas, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. They're going to play starters minutes, and as they should be. You look at some of the other players on this team, and, and I was when I was trying to figure out maybe why, because Hawkins obviously has been shooting lights out from three, has had a 25-point game, has hit seven threes in a game this season in a very short, obviously we're not even in the new year, in a very short span. But after doing some research, the Pelicans also have other young players that they want to give a chance to. Herb Jones, 2021 second-round pick um, from a few years ago, Alabama. He made the all-rookie second team last year. And one thing you'll notice, a common thing with a couple of players, 
that I'm going to talk about here is that he's an elite. He's on his way to become an elite defender. He's fourth in steals. Last year he finished twelfth. He just makes energy plays. He's averaging twelve points a game. He's kind of he's he's kind of a, of a Andre Jackson type player where it can can jump through the roof. Extremely athletic. Can make as I said, energy plays. Can make winning plays. He's had some big-time blocks that's resulted into transition points for the Pelicans. So, obviously, having a player like that is very valuable to your team. Another player, Dyson Daniels. Right now, he's tied for fifth in the league in deflections with 3.3 a game. And right now, he's 16th in steals. It's a top-20 guy in steals in the NBA. That's, that's solid. That's why he gets minutes. So my point here is that, as we, we know, Hawkins is an elite shooter. An elite shooter just hopefully one day uh, is one of the best in the game. Perhaps a new way, the new wave now that we're seeing the Warriors kind of perhaps our dynasty come to an end. Maybe Hawkins and, and maybe Trey Murphy will get into. Maybe they're the next Splash Brothers. I mean, that's that's the ceiling right there for, the, for Pelicans fans that are listening. But – I looked at it, Hawkins, he has 10 steals and no blocks in, in, in 596 minutes this season. So not a ton of, of great work there defensively. Meanwhile, Herb Jones, he has 36 steals and 26 blocks in, more, in slightly more minutes, 622. So really, really pretty much it's in the same ballpark. And then Daniels, Dyson Daniels, also in the same ball, ballpark. 34 steals, 9 blocks in 577 total minutes. So he's played a little bit less minutes than Hawkins this year. But I bring that up again to show you why. Listen, I'm not saying that all this is right. We want Hawkins to be playing 28 minutes a game, which is what he was averaging before he had that the, the DMP on Monday, before he played the last 12 minutes in garbage time against the Lakers. But I'm just informing you as to why this could possibly be a reason why Hawkins isn't playing. And it's because he's just not there defensively. He's been an okay defender. He has the size to be a pretty good defender. Um, If he can be like a Clay Thompson, where he can be a lights out three point shooter and be a lockdown defender. That's like, that's, that's, that could be his ceiling. And if he turns into Clay Thompson, then he's not going to be worrying about this in a few years, but it's, it's, it's 22 games into Hawkins's career. The Pelicans coaching staff is just getting all these guys back. So panic has set in a little bit. Part of me is also wondering if they just didn't want Hawkins playing in an in-season quote-unquote playoff type game. I don't know if that's totally true. The guy won a national championship, so I don't really think that's it. But I mean, those numbers, because Herb Jones is a starter, he's averaging 31 minutes a game right? Just a few minutes above Hawkins and um, Daniels and Trey Murphy, who we'll get into now, Trey Murphy. He also comes off the bench. They, the Pelicans really like this guy and I can see why he was a top 20 three point shooter a year ago, last season. He made 206 three pointers. He's six, eight. He's got a really big body, long wingspan. He's averaging 16 a game in, in the few games he's come back. You can see why they drafted in 17th overall a couple of years ago out of Virginia. You can see why they really like Trey Murphy. Trigger Trey, as his nickname is. And, you know, hopefully, eventually, Murphy and Hawkins are two guys that can play off of each other. 
and they're a combo where if they're both on the floor, then you gotta, you can't, maybe then you can't double team Zion then because you got to defend the three here. Or if just having one, the minute at a time, just uh, for a kick and just something like that could, could be helpful, but they really like Trey Murphy. I can see why he's very valuable piece on the bench. Maybe we'll get, a, get back or get into the starting line at some point, but he has been um, quite, quite he's, he's been very good since he's gotten back from, from injury. Jose Alvarado, different kind of player, uh, more of a, a true point guard, um, just looking to kind of orchestrate the offense. Just a different role than Hawkins um, and really kind of a, the backup court, the backup point guard that any team kind of needs. So that's kind of his role. I don't know if – I don't think it's really the, the minutes he'll be taking away from him. The minutes that he should be taken away from, and my prediction, I'm going to go on a limb here and say, it just right, just right now, the fact that Najee Marshall is getting minutes over Jordan Hawkins is inexcusable. He played 13 minutes against the Kings in in the game in which Hawkins didn't play in, and he got in before Hawk did. He got in the third quarter at least, maybe even earlier, but he got in before Hawk did against the Lakers. It's his fourth season in New Orleans. He's averaged 19 minutes a game in those four seasons. And he's done nothing special in, in the four seasons, averaging just below eight points a game, 29% from three, nothing really sticks out from Najee Marshall, nothing defensively, just, just like he's, he's a fine player. He's a good role player. Like I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a spot in the NBA. He's good enough to have a spot in the NBA, but now that the Pelicans kind of have all this depth, they're a sneaky deep team, especially when you guy, when you have a guy like Hawkins that can apparently only get garbage minutes now, but I think that Marshall's the first guy that Hawkins needs to take the minutes from. And um, I'm expecting Marshall for his minutes to de- decrease, maybe be traded if, if, if the Pelicans make a bigger deal and he's, and he's just a, another piece. Uh, Cause he doesn't really have a ton of value on, on the trade market with given, given his numbers. And, and this year's the last year of his deal. So I don't, He's certainly not in their future plans, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Najee Marshall is the first player that Hawkins um, can kind of take those minutes away. 19 minutes, you give Hawkins 19, you know, even 15 minutes, and Marshall, whatever the rest. Like, I mean, I think Hawkins will do better with those 15 minutes than Najee Marshall will. So, but again, I think overall, just the combination of everyone getting healthy and the Pelicans coaching staff is saying, we're going to get scoring from Ingram. We're going to get scoring from Zion. We're going to get scoring from CJ McCollum and Trey Murphy already. It's just, he's not there defensively as, as good as Herb Jones, as good as Dyson Daniels. I mentioned 10 steals for Hawkins, 36 steals for Jones, 34 steals for Daniels. They've all played basically the same amount of games. He just, Hawkins just hasn't made that defensive impact as, as, much as those other two. Obviously the counter to that is that Hawkins has made more three pointers than those two combined. He's made 56 so far. Herb Jones has made 24. Dyson Daniels has made 16. So, uh, but that's, that's kind of where we're at again. Just, I, I, I was excited to, to dig deeper into this and, um, I'm going to start putting up steals, and, if, and certainly if he gets a block on, on my UConn recap tweets, 
and in the hopes of of hopefully you guys notice that I'm doing that first because of this podcast, but then also just me kind of being like, okay, because obviously we just ten steals. There's the other. It's been six or seven games since he he's had a steal. And again, I'm not saying he isn't playing because he's not getting steals. He's a lights out shooter, but they're just looking for defense from their role players. They're expecting their starters to be doing the bulk bulk load of the scoring. That's why I think Hawkins' his minutes have gone down. And I do think by the over the next month, over the next couple months, certainly by the playoffs, hopefully the Pelicans are there, which they 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 should be. Um, I think Hawkins will be carving out a role where uh, it'll be comfortable f- for him and and just allowing him to be able to to be the shooter off the bench that they desperately need the Pelicans to. And as for Adama Sunogo, mentioned the top of the, at the top of the show that he recorded his third straight double double, eighth of the season for the Windy Windy City Bulls tonight here on Sunday while we're recording this. Thirteen points, thirteen rebounds, five for eleven from the field. Also had a block sh- block shot and three steals. And the two games before that, he had 20 points and 10 rebounds. And I've talked about Sunogo, and I gave a, a whole pitch as to why the Bulls should be calling up. So that's, that is a couple episodes ago, but those, and some of the numbers will obviously be off, but the sentiment is, is the same and kind of the, the overall big picture of, of is the same. So go check that out. You can check the, on Spotify or on Buzzsprout, the title literally says my pitch for the, for Sunogo to get the call up. But basically in the, in the short term, the players he needs to surpass or two of the players he needs to surpass is Dale and Terry. They're 18th overall, the Bulls 18th overall pick from a year ago. And then this year, Julian Phillips, who they took in the second round 35th overall out of Tennessee. And sometimes second round picks, you, you may think organize, you know, franchise organizations don't hold them. Um, they're, they're, they're as important for their growth as much as first rounders, obviously. But I, I do think, with Sonogo being a two-way player, it's just it's just how how it works is they put more investment in Dale and Terry. They put more investment in Julian Phillips because they drafted them than they will with Sonogo, and then they have with Sonogo. So I think that's partly why that they haven't called up Sonogo yet because it's just we drafted these guys for a reason. There's a reason why Snogo didn't get drafted. So we're going to give the drafted guys a chance. And with that in mind, but with Phillips, the Bulls didn't have a pick going into last year's draft, into this past year's draft, but they traded into the draft to get Julian Phillips. So that says something more to me than if they had just, just drafted him. I mean, and, and he's worked out in five games in the G league, 17 points, 8.6 rebounds and shooting 46.2% from three. So he's playing really well on top of that. And so is Terry in four games, 16 points a game, three and a half rebounds, five and a half assists and shooting 47% from three. And on Saturday, he just scored a career high for the G league, 26 points. So both these guys are playing well. It's, it's less games than Sonogo because these guys are kind of, they're going back and forth between the G league and the NBA. And when they're up there, they're getting maybe a few minutes here and there, nothing, nothing too crazy. But again, it's important to know that they traded into the draft to get Phillips. The bulls clearly had the motivation, the want, the need to, that they needed to have Julian Phillips. So they went and got their guy. And to me, that puts, that elevates his, his, their priority of him 
in their organization with their development uh, because they went and, and got them. It wasn't just a few picks. Again, they were not in the draft at all. They went, they got into the drafts and took him 35th overall. And so far, he in five games, he's played well for them uh, so far. So again, those are the two guys he's got to he's got to kind of surpass. But um, keep on, Aldama. Uh, keep making us proud. We're always rooting for you. And I guess if you just keep throwing up double doubles, they eventually got to call you up. So hopefully that's the case uh, one day this season. James Booknight, he keeps racking up the DNPs, guys. It's it's not great. He made a season debut back on back on November twenty eighth. Uh, he was he was coming off of a knee knee surgery that um, that's just pushed him back and he played in in, his, in that first game it was against the Knicks of the Garden he scored five points in five garbage time minutes and since then four Hornets games have passed and four DNPs for book night um, some some of the younger players, even younger than him, they've been sent back up and down at Greensboro when when the Hornets haven't had a game, and, and but Greensboro has. He has not gone down. Last week, a few weeks ago, I wasn't sure if it would be good or bad if if he would be sent down. I'm sitting here now telling you on on December recording December 10th. I think that's a bad thing because um, kind of going. Who knows how long without playing, you know, live action. It's not great. You know, if he were sent down to Greensboro, at least he would have a chance to play. But I think they're at this I think I think Charlotte's just at the point where it's just like if we go send him down there, we don't necessarily want to play him because we want some of our younger guys to play. They want Nick Smith Jr. to be playing. They want just the young their younger guards. They want Bryce McGowan's. They just want other players to be playing that just have higher priority. I don't think it's great that they that he didn't get called down to Greensboro. Honestly, I think he's just, he's so stuck. He has been obviously like, I'm not like, that's not new, but he's healthy and he's not playing. LaMelo ball has been out. They have some guards that aren't playing that are, that aren't out. They're, they're better guards and he still hasn't cracked the floor. So not all that great for book night. I there's God, there's really no way of knowing when he would play. Every time I look at the Hornets box scores, really after the game, because at this point he's only going to get fourth-quarter garbage time minutes. But I, I just want to see him play. We all want to see him play. But um, it's not looking great. And they didn't pick up his option for next season, so he's a free agent after the year. And honestly, April probably can't come soon enough for book night anyways. But in the short term, I don't know really how he's going to get any minutes. You know, the generic is, you know, if he plays well in practice, blah, 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 you know, that stuff. But it's tough. It's a tough scene for him in Charlotte. And we're going to wrap up with Tyrese Martin. He made his Iowa Wolves debut this past Friday as he missed the first 10 games of the season. I believe he was injured. Not sure what the injury was. It can be very difficult to find out what injuries are, who's injured. Jeremy Lamb's been out too. I mentioned that last week and he hasn't come back. I don't, I don't know why he hasn't played, assuming it's injury as well. And, but anyways, Tyrese, he made his debut on Friday. Only scored seven points, two of six from the field, one for five from three, and two steals in 15 minutes off the bench. And then Sunday, just two points again, one for four from the field and 17 minutes off the bench. So not a great start for Tyrese, but nice that he's back on the floor. Reminder, he averaged 18-9 and nine for the College Park Skyhawks, the Hawks G League affiliate last season. So we know he can 
certainly score and play well in the G League, and and hopefully it's just the first couple of games where he gets his feet under him, and and uh, hopefully starting next week he'll he'll start playing better. But really good that Tyrese Martin's back for the Iowa Wolves. So let's see if he plays better next week. And then Andre Jackson, he missed a game uh, this past week with a back injury. It was the first time he he missed a game due to an injury. Uh, but then he came back and played one minute on Friday in the in-season semifinal game, the Bucks game against the Pacers. He literally played one minute, picked up a cheap foul, and then he was done. So I don't know. And, and, and he was averaging like 10, 12 minutes before that. So I don't know if it was just he tweaked his back or – it's an in-season tournament, so they're playing more of it like a playoff game with with the minutes, but uh, that was it. So that was disappointing. I remember looking up because I had the game on. He was there. He immediately uh, picked up the foul and then got checked out, and then he never came back. So hopefully now that the in-season tournament's over, same for Hawkins. Again, I don't think that's why he didn't play, but maybe um, we'll see Andre a bit more this week, and hopefully we'll see – Hawkins more. They have four games this week. The Pelicans do so. Maybe and that that's from that's from Monday through Sunday. Starts tonight against the Timberwolves. So maybe we'll see Hawkins this week. Um, hopefully we do. It just it just sucks with Hawkins because if the Pelicans were healthy to start the season and he wasn't playing right away, you would you would understand, right? Like you would get it. But he was such a vital part of their team, shooting incredibly well. Like it's. I mean, it just it's it it's backwards the way it's worked out. He's he's got to, he just has to re-earn his, re-earn his minutes, and it's I'm sure it's a tough blow to him. It's a tough blow to us UConn fans. So obviously, it's going to be a tough blow realization. I would assume I would hope they would have talked to him beforehand that his minutes were going to decrease, and um and now he's just got to work his way back to get in. Just keep shooting. When he first came in and. First possession for the Pelicans, he immediately pulled the trigger on a three and he missed it. But if he had made it, I, I would have gone berserk. UConn Twitter, that was watching because I, I was interacting with a few of you guys there on Twitter, which was fun. And if he had made that, oh, man, that would have been that would have been nice. But he went too afraid from the field that night, one for five or one for four from three. So he didn't – wasn't that great. But hopefully, you know, he obviously – he's shown himself that he can play well, and hopefully that will – uh, happen this week. That should do it for today. Have a great week. We beat North Carolina twice this past week. Let's go beat Gonzaga uh, this week. Have a good one, folks.